Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. In India, there is a. There are the the remains or ruins of a very famous monastery. Um, slash, kind of a Buddhist university. It was called Nalanda. Um, and, and many famous thinkers and practitioners of early Buddhism came through Nalanda. One of whom is uh, Shantideva. Shantideva. He wrote the Bodhicharya Vitara Sutra. So while he was at Nalanda, um, he wasn't seen doing a whole lot. He didn't sit a lot of meditation. He didn't do a lot of study. And some of his fellow students said that couple of his great realizations were eating and sleeping. So some of these students thought they had the intention to embarrass Shantideva. So they invited him to give a talk in front of everybody. And instead, what happened was he got up to the seat and really began to expound the Dharma and gave the talk that uh, we now know as the way of the Bodhisattva, the Bodhicharya Vitara Sutra. And the story goes, as the talk progressed, he began to rise from his seat, levitate from his seat, and begin to disappear until all that was heard was his voice. You couldn't even see him. All you could hear was his voice giving this talk. So this intention to embarrass or humiliate Shantideva kind of backfired on this on his fellow practitioners. Which often happens if we come into something uh, or embark upon something with wrong intention. It can end up kind of uh, blowing up in our face. So I wanted to speak a little bit about one of the facets of the Noble Eightfold Path, which is right intention and uh, clarifying our intention as well. So our intention is kind of like a compass. It's actually, more specifically, our, our intention is the needle on the compass. Points that points the direction. So, uh, 
we have the intention to move in a certain direction. And without the intention, we don't, we don't really have a compass. We don't have a means of direction. As one uh, American informal Zen master says, or I guess you would almost say a koan master. He's often regarded in this way. He says, if you don't know where you're going, um, you have to be careful because you might not get there. See, Yogi was good for these, for these good little sayings, these counterintuitive ways of uh, using language. And with, with right intention, there are basically three facets of right intention. It is renunciation, goodwill, and harmlessness. And as you've uh, heard me speak in the past, renunciation is classically thought of as leaving home, shaving your head, and taking on the monastic life. That's in the um, classical way of looking at it. In the, in the Mahayana, it's a little bit different, what we do. One of the ways that is really helpful to think of renunciation is um, letting go of clinging. Because we talk about desire causing us suffering, but desire doesn't really strike as much as uh, to the point as clinging does because we cling to the ideas of self and others and the way things ought to be and as we know um, clinging causes a lot of difficulties uh, a crude example of that is like the cling wrap right it, it sticks to each other and it becomes this battle to kind of get it undone. So it's a self-perpetuating thing that causes suffering. So our intention with renunciation, our intention is to give up clinging. And Zazen, our meditation, and even in a larger sense, our retreats are really good for this because we have to give up control for periods of time. We have this um, delusion that we are often in control. And then when we find out we're not, or when someone else is in control, perceives control, uh, it causes a lot of difficulty for us. It causes a lot of pain. Why do we have to bow? Why can't we just sit us and ring the bell and then everybody go home? Why do we have to do service? And we can really get ourselves tied up in our stories and our ideas about this, about the way, the way uh, meditation should really be. I remember seeing a number of years ago in uh, one of the Dharma magazines, a 
was an advertisement for a meditation center. And they said, you know, just us and no bowing or mumbo jumbo chanting. And that was the words that they, no mumbo jumbo. I think, oh, there's so much there in the mumbo jumbo. Especially if it's, especially if it's in Japanese. Most of us don't know Japanese. So we get to make up all sorts of stories and they just have to learn to give it up, give it up and just chant. So the second is goodwill. Goodwill is uh, creating, creating conducive conditions for the benefit of all. It's also the intention of turning away from ill will. So just as important as cultivating, the intention of cultivating ill will is the intention and the action of not creating ill will. So if we can't create goodwill, if we can't generate goodwill, we can at least refrain from indulging and creating ill will. And the third is harmlessness. The intention of not causing harm to self or others. When we look at it, it's actually quite Hippocratic in nature, which is the first directive given to physicians. First, do no harm. With this is um, karuna, compassion. One of the one of the Brahma Viharas, the Brahma Vihara of compassion. One of my Dharma sisters at San Francisco Zen Center um, worked very diligently. great passion for um, working with the homeless in the tenderloin and doing what uh, is called harm reduction, which is specifically for those folks that are um, drug addiction and reducing the harm that is caused by drug addiction. So it's taking an intentional approach to um, doing as well as you can in the midst of your addiction and bringing that awareness and mindfulness to it. It was actually her, her great passion. She talked about it quite a lot. So one of the other Noble Eightfold Paths is right action. So we can't have right action without right intention. We have, we have to know the direction that we're going before we move in the before we move in the direction that the needle is showing us the way on the compass. We have to. Um, we can walk the other way, opposite the needle, but that's actually not getting us where we want to go. 
So we need the, the correct, the conducive action to this. And this is all deeply intertwined with the precepts. Because we have the intention, the aspiration to save all beings. Impossible though it may be, we still have that intention. We still have that aspiration. We aspire to save all beings. And our actions move us in that direction of, of being of help, being of service. So with, um, it's not enough to know the direction. It's not enough to have the intention. As the old saying goes, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Right? So the same, the same American master that I quoted also said, in theory there's no difference between theory and practice. In practice there is. So in theory, there's no difference between theory and practice. But in practice, there is. this is what we do. Every time we come and sit, we're not theorizing anymore. We're actually practicing. When we move in the direction of our intention, we are practicing. If we're standing there looking at a compass with a needle pointing north, it's just theory. It's just theory until we actually begin to move in that direction. It's one of the differences between philosophy and practice. Philosophy is love of thinking. And I think it's what it literally breaks down to. So, when we click, so what's actually required is for us to clarify our intention. To actually before that, even to find out what our intention is. It can be really helpful when we are sitting just to periodically ask the question, what's my intention? Don't try to answer it, but just ask the question. What's my intention? What is my deepest intention? As we say in Zen, what is my inmost request? And again, this is why silence is so helpful, because we don't have the distractions. We can ask the question, let it arise, and let it fall away. But the, the question is there, cooking away, bubbling away in the background. It is also, um, I found very helpful ask this uh, question of myself if I uh, if I'm feeling uncertain ambivalent or uh, if I'm in a difficult situation sometimes it's they're, they're all mixed together you know just to stop and pause even in Say, what is my deepest intention? What is my intention in this moment with this person, with this situation? 
just to pause and to ask that question is extremely powerful, extremely potent. Because this is the, uh, that is the mindful life. That is the, the path of awareness. That we're taking the step back from our karmic ways of being. Say, so what's my intention? Because with karmic actions, there's often not a lot, there's usually not intention work for the benefit of others. It's usually about me and mine, our small self. So this question, what is my intention? It's a living question. We may not have an answer for a long time, or else we may not even have an answer. Or we may have the answer as we say in the, in the, in the uh, precept ceremony, to live and be lived for the benefit of all beings. That's big picture intention. That's the answer. Say, yes, I want to be of service. I want to live this life. It's my intention to live this life. But to come back over and over, following the compass, it what is what brings us, that's where the, the rubber meets the road, as we say. is remembering what our intention is. Right? Whenever we stray away from it, whenever we are in difficult streets, discipline is remembering what our intention is. So it's not only that, but it's also being present for when our intention goes awry. We can say something deeply offensive to someone, deeply hurtful to someone, and defend them, hurt them. And, and we can't hide behind the words of, oh, that was not my intention. Uh, a friend of mine says, you can tell how well your intention was received by the response that you gave. Mm -hmm. So if we if we harm someone or hurt someone, it doesn't matter what our intention was. What we do is we, we clean up the mess. Say, oh, I'm very sorry, I'm sorry I hurt you. Sorry I was unskillful. I will try and do better.
There's a ceremony uh, at the end of the, the Shuso ceremony, the head student ceremony, where the students is. In short, my mistakes are great. They fill heaven and earth, leaving me no place to hide. But I will keep trying. Please forgive me, I will keep trying. theory, there is no difference between practice and theory. In practice, there is. It's all showing up, whether or not we fall flat on our face, or whether we have a, what we think of as a successful interaction with someone whether we are skillful or unskillful. It's how we we respond. Bringing our our, uh, direction back to that, back to that arrow, back to that needle. So what is your deepest intention? 